Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. How does Grambling State justify hiring Art Bryles? How will the 76ers use James Harden down the stretch? Plus, how many times will Eric Bieniemy keep coming back to the Chiefs? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Art Bryles, the former Baylor head coach who left in disgrace over a sexual assault scandal, is the new offensive coordinator at Grambling State. Joining me now from Locked On HBCU, Darian Gray. And, and Darian, there are, there are going to be people who say, you know, this is a, a, a bad thing for HBCUs because of the standard that it sets for bad actors. And then there are also going to be people who say, hey, this is a former really successful coach who's now making his way through an HBCU school to try and get back on track. What do you make of this move? Um, I think it's a bad move. I think those people that you're referencing, I think both can be true at once. One is he is using this likely as a path towards redemption and back into maybe some FBS coaching ranks. On the other hand, no, I don't think it's worth it. I'm I'm of the belief that it is not worth it because this is a bad culture move. Like this is not a move that I feel is beneficial to Grambling football. It's not a move I think it is beneficial to University of Grambling or Grambling State University, excuse me. I don't believe that it's beneficial to either one of them. And I think with this move, the football department, the athletic department have told you that winning is more important than culture and football is more important than everything else at the school. What do you think the calculation was here in terms of making this move that people were just going to turn a blind eye? Like what, what did they think when they made this hire that the, the reaction would be? Um, honestly, I think it's one of controversy. If you look at it a couple of hours before this move was announced as official, they actually said this wasn't going to happen. To me, that's somebody who's ashamed. That's somebody who's ashamed to me. But when you look at what went into making that decision happen, I'm going to say it's Hugh Jackson. Because if you look at it, Hugh has a history with Bryles. When he was with um, Cleveland, he brought Bryles in a year after the scandal broke to talk to Cleveland. A year later. Just the, just a year later. Now, mind you, this is six years later at this point. Maybe he think people might have forgot. But he did this right away. To me, that says, okay, I like this guy. I'm going to bring him in regardless, saying something of the the kind of I've been down or people have been down before. Art Browse was not down. Art Browse repeatedly covered up sexual assault for his Baylor uh, players. That's what happened. He wasn't down. Are you thinking about this from the standpoint of, hey, it would be really great for a place like Grambling State or any of these HBCU schools to get past where they feel like they have to take on these kinds of risks for whether it's the PR or whether it's just the the football acumen that they're getting? Like, how how do you view it from that standpoint? Um, I'm, I'm kind of divided. Part of me wants to say, let's not make this an HBCU in general thing. Let's make this a Grambling State thing. Part of me wants, sure. to, wants to go there. Um, but overall, I also just want to make it a humankind thing. Listen. I don't care what your talent level is. We have to hold people responsible. I know we've all known, you know, it's just disappointing when you're disappointing when you're always reminded of it. But if you're talented enough, if you're good enough at something, 
your past will be overlooked. Things that you have done will be overlooked. And that's just the truth of the matter. So where do I want it to go from here? I want people to, to say, hey, some things just aren't worth it. And this wasn't worth it. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. Coming up, how will the Sixers use James Harden down the stretch? That's next. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. With less than four days until Major League Baseball's deadline for a labor deal to salvage opening day and 162-game season, the union made proposals in two small areas, narrowing the number of young players who could earn additional Major League service for accomplishments and loosening the union's proposed restrictions on high amateur draft picks in consecutive years. The latter would be an attempt to assist lower revenue teams. Major League Baseball told the union that it will cancel regular season games if a contract is not agreed to by the end of Monday, then made its stance public Wednesday. Players have not accepted Monday as a deadline and have suggested any missed games could be made up as part of doubleheaders, a method MLB said it will not agree to. Jason Tatum scored 30 in the Boston Celtics return from the All-Star break with their second romp in Brooklyn this month. Hey there, John Corrales here from the Locked On Celtics podcast. Boston Celtics going to Brooklyn, blow their doors off 129 to 106. An easy win for the Celtics in the exact type of way they were supposed to play. We had that uh, little bit of a slip up before the All-Star break and the Celtics losing to the Detroit Pistons on a lot of rumblings there about were the Celtics slipping back into some bad habits how they came out in this game against Brooklyn was going to shape how we kind of retroactively look at that loss to Detroit. And by coming out and, and building up an early 13-point lead and eventually winning by 23, uh, that now shows us that we can look back at that Detroit game and say, eh, a little bit of a little bit of a slip, not a big deal, trap game and all of that. So Celtics beating a bad team. Jason Tatum drops 30. Celtics got uh, 28 assists on 46 baskets. Really nice uh, opportunity there to uh, pump up their assist numbers. The way the Celtics scored their points, running off of defense, 23 fast break points was huge. 54 points in the paint. They were also 17 of 42 from three. So they have 40 percent of their threes to get 20 free throws most of their points either came in the paint came from three or from the free throw and in fact their first 79 points came paint free throws and threes it's exactly what you want as a basketball team so celtics getting back on track showing that they can play that that style of play that he wants and a big opportunity here for the celtics especially after that Cavs loss the Celtics now one game behind Cleveland, and they have an opportunity to leapfrog the Cavs uh, at some point over the weekend and maybe move further into playoff position, home court in the first round playoff position. Lots to talk about in the Locked On Celtics podcast, and I will do that tonight. So make sure you are subscribed and watch the show on YouTube. If you did not see the meme of Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin going, I'd rather be back in Detroit sitting on the Nets bench. It was, it was wonderful. 
The UConn women's basketball team announced Thursday that reigning National Player of the Year Paige Beckers has been cleared to return from knee surgery and will suit up for the first time since early December when the Huskies take on St. John's on Friday in Hartford. The sophomore guard underwent surgery December 13th to repair an anterior tibial plateau fracture and lateral meniscus tear. She suffered the injuries in the final minute of UConn's 73-54 win over Notre Dame on December the 5th. The Football Associations of Poland, Sweden, and the Czech Republic have released a statement urging FIFA to stage any World Cup playoff against Russia outside the country following its attack on Ukraine. Russia faced Poland and the winner of the match plays whoever triumphs between Sweden and the Czech Republic in a playoff to qualify for the 2022 World Cup in Qatar. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for your daily gambling needs. A lot of NBA action tonight. The Toronto Raptors and the Charlotte Hornets face off. The two teams battling to climb up the Eastern Conference rankings. The Bet Online line for this game has the Raptors three point favorites. The Dallas Mavericks and the Utah Jazz are in fourth and fifth in the West. They face off tonight. The Bet Online line for this game is Utah giving six. And the LA Clippers and LA Lakers are both trying to find their way in the West. The bet online for this game is pick up. The bet online line for this game, it's a pick them. Bet online where the game starts. Here is another story you need to know. James Harden will make his debut for the Philadelphia 76ers following the blockbuster trade at the deadline. Joining me now from Locked On Fantasy Basketball, Josh Lloyd and Josh, there are going to be questions about Defense with James Harden. There are going to be questions about how he can coexist with Joel Embiid, where he fits in this offense. Is it going to look more like a Harden offense and Embiid offense? What are you going to be looking for specifically in just this is just game one, but what are you going to be looking for in this game? I think the first thing, Peter, that I want to be watching for is Doc Rivers came out today and said that he's going to be keeping at least two of uh, Harden, Embiid, Tobias Harris, and Tyrese Maxey on the floor at all times. Now, in the past, Doc Rivers has had some real issues with figuring out how to stagger players. Going back to all the time with the Clippers, when you'd have so many times when Chris Paul and Blake Griffin would be off the court at the same time. Um, even this season, like some weird all-bench lineups you know, in the fourth quarter when you could have Embiid out there, you could have Maxey, you could have Harris out there. He's got these offensive weapons now. Let's see if he's able to do that. So that's that's number one to me is getting those guys. Because you are, you talk about let's have a Harden offense or an Embiid offense. But in essence, you can probably have a, a mix of both of those things if you or if the coach decides to put the players in at the correct time. So I think I want to watch how Doc Rivers handles that first. And I think the other two guys will be able to figure that out. In terms of the way this team is now set up, because it's not like... Philly only gave up Ben Simmons to give up Seth Curry. That is a real thing. What are you What are you thinking about the spacing now for this team? Is Harden just because he's Harden, he can create space for himself, that that's all going to be fine? Is Tyrese Maxey going to have to become more of a shooter? How do you see the, the spacing for this team if they're going to play Matisse Thibel, all that working out? Yeah, look, the spacing is interesting because we can look at, you know, shooting percentage and go, well, you know, Steph Curry, or not Steph, sorry, Seth Curry is, you know, 44% three-point shooter or whatever his number is. That's really, really high. But that's just not what spacing is all about necessarily because I think Harden, while the shooting percentage is way lower for him this season, 
the threat of him you know, stepping back outside there or the threat of him passing to somebody or the threat of him running a pick and roll and getting an alley-oop up to whether it is Joel Embiid or whether it's a backup center um, creates a lot of spacing concerns as well for, for opposing defenses. So it's not, you're not replacing Seth Curry with another Matisse Thibel. You're replacing a different sort of offensive threat that's going to make, I think, off a defense's panic a lot more than having, hey, here's a wide open Seth Curry. Like that's, that's troublesome. But He's James Harden, and he's got the ball one-on-one. Like, I think we might be in trouble here. So I think the spacing concern, while if you look purely at three-point percentages going from Curry to Harden, it's a drop, and then you're relying upon yeah, Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey to be more spot-up shooters, and you go, hey, maybe that's a little bit iffy. But I think just having the dynamism that Harden brings with the ball in his hands will alleviate a lot of those problems. All right, under three minutes, it's a close game. Who is getting the ball in these crunch time possessions? Um, well, I think yeah, Harden obviously starts with the ball, but we have seen over the past couple of years in Brooklyn, his usage rate has dropped and his assist rate has been pretty high. He has got no problem being a distributor. So I think that one of the strengths of is for as much as people complain about his game, like he is a very smart player and he will get the ball where it needs to go. And he has shown no, no problems in his career being a guy that's okay. Let me get the other people involved. Kevin Durant's here, I'll get him the ball. Kyrie Irving's here, I'll get him the ball. Let me be the point guard now. And I think you find a similar thing there with Embiid. It's not like Harden needs to have 36% usage to be effective because those numbers have gone down pretty significantly over the last two years. You're coinciding with a rise in assist number. So I think that he'll find whoever the best shot is. A lot of the time, that mismatch is going to be Embiid and he'll get the ball to him. Coming up, how many times will Eric Bieniemy keep coming back to the Chiefs? Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. I had a Built Bar today and it was essential in getting me through my morning. I have a toddler and so I don't always have time to eat a real meal or I might get really hungry because I didn't get a chance to finish my breakfast or my lunch because he needed tending to or because he ate half of it. Loves to do that. So I reach for a Built Bar, something that I know I can put in my body that I'm gonna like eating because it tastes delicious. 100% chocolate, bomb flavors. I had the coconut brownie. And yet high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, low in sugar, low in calories. It is truly a feat of modern engineering, what they're able to do. They have a, a puffs line that is protein-infused marshmallow. I love the, the coconut puffs. Um, they're, they're coconut. I don't know what they do. I don't know where they get it. I think it's made of like sunshine and rainbows. It's awesome. All of their coconut flavors are so good. I, I have their built bites before workouts to give me a little extra fuel and you can too. Go to built.com and use the promo code locked 15 for 15% off on your next order built.com for 15% off at built.com with the promo code locked 15. And finally, I love this story. Larry Nance Jr. and Josh Hart both came into the NBA as members of the LA Lakers, and they became good friends. Eventually, they left the organization, but as fate would have it, they wound up crossing paths again in a pretty unique way. Nance was traded by the Portland Trailblazers to the New Orleans Pelicans in the deal that involved C.J. McCollum. Among those heading the other way, Hart, who was the key piece going back to Portland in that deal. With Nance and Hart swapping cities, they decided to make things easier and just swapped houses. Nance said on Thursday, I own a house in Portland. 
He owns a house in New Orleans, so we just swapped. I have a feeling they're both pretty nice houses too. Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen. Make your second listen, Locked On Bets. All the gambling advice you need in about 20 minutes. Coming up Monday, it's MLB deadline day. Who is ready to budge? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.